Well, good morning, Crossroads family. I am so glad that you are here with us today. We have some exciting things to talk about as we continue this series called Supernatural, as we're walking through the 44 miracles of Jesus. The miracle that we're honing in on this week really focuses on the compassion of Jesus. And before we dive in, I would just ask you to consider, is compassion a character trait that people see in you? Because here's the thing, compassion by definition is a deep sorrow or sympathy when we see someone who is hurting or in need. But it's not just a feeling of sorrow or sympathy, it's also accompanied by this deep movement in your spirit to help alleviate the suffering that you see. That's what's interesting about compassion. It's an interesting component that we don't always think about. It's not just that feeling of sorrow or sympathy. No, it's, it's, com- it's a combination of that sorrow uh, combined with the need to act to help ease the suffering that we see. And when you consider that Jesus was known for his compassion, was known for his kindness, what you realize is that he acknowledges there is uh, sorrow, there is pain that we are experiencing, but he expresses this need to, to come and meet us where we are at. He expresses this desire to help bring us along and draw us closer to him and help us in our times of need. And so what I would ask you to consider today is now more than ever, do people see compassion in you? Is there someone in your life who could deeply benefit from an act of kindness? Because I believe that now more than ever, people need to see that they are loved. People need to experience this same compassion that Jesus has shown us. And what we're going to see in this miracle today that's found in Luke chapter 13 is really, truly just a beautiful and sacred moment that just happens randomly while Jesus is teaching. Here's what happens in Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. It says, One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent over double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, You are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her, and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. What an incredible story. While Jesus was teaching, let's let's recognize this, he noticed in the crowd this woman who was suffering, this woman who was experiencing deep pain, this woman who had great need. And he stopped. He stopped what he was doing. He stopped his teaching to meet this woman's need. He healed her of this sickness, of this pain, of this suffering that had just overtaken her for 18 years. And it's in that moment that the story ends with her just acknowledging how she praised God. This changed her life forever. She was giving glory and honor to the one who had shown her this great mercy, this this great act of kindness, who had acted on this compassion. See, compassion really is an important characteristic that highlights in our lives the fact that we are engaged with with the mission of Jesus. And here's the thing I want to challenge you with today, is if we don't have compassion and kindness as our operating modes of life, we are going to miss out on the great mission of Jesus in this life. If we're not looking at people through these eyes of kindness and compassion and love that Jesus has, we are not going to be able to fully engage with, with what Jesus has created us for. We are created to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are created to connect people with him. And if we don't have this character trait of compassion, you guys, we're going to miss out 
on the very thing that Jesus created us for. See, compassion is really, really important. It's important because it keeps us focused on the mission and it helps us live fully into what it is that God has created you for. Here's what we learn from the compassion of Jesus. The compassion of Jesus, it cares for our needs. This is significant because a lot of times we walk through life and when we find ourselves in a place where we are hurting, we feel like we are alone. We feel like we've been forgotten. But the reality is that no one ever cared for you like Jesus cares for you. He deeply loves you. He is deeply interested in who you are and what you are going through. No one cares for you like Jesus cares for you. God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus. So whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Man, think about the sacrifice and the surrender that Jesus went through, the pain and the suffering, so that you could experience life. He deeply cares about you. And he walks with you during those times of pain. That leads to the second point, the compassion of Jesus. It comforts us in our pain. I gotta be honest with you, as a pastor... There are two events that I do with families on a regular basis that are outside of the comfort zone of a lot of people, but it's part of my normal routine. I officiate weddings, I officiate funerals, all right? And when you start off in ministry, by far your favorite of those two is to officiate weddings. It's easy, it's a, everyone's laughing, it's a joyous occasion, it's great. And you're a little bit timid, you're a little bit terrified of what the funeral situation looks like. Just because it's an awkward moment, it's a painful moment. These are not often moments that are filled with a lot of joy. There is, there is grieving, there is loss, because you're grieving what is lost, in the midst of that, you're trying to celebrate what was experienced, those moments, and you're trusting, you know, in the hope that we have for eternity. And that's a difficult, you know, uh, journey to navigate people through. And yet, as you begin to navigate through life, and as a pastor, I've noticed over the years, when I deal with those two situations, I think now I enjoy officiating the funeral services a lot more than I do the, the weddings. I mean, honestly, because these are moments where you see the compassion of Jesus making a huge difference. Consider the idea that the compassion of Jesus comforts my pain. The compassion of Jesus comforts your pain. I'm able to witness that as a pastor when I see people who are grieving the loss of their loved ones, but yet have hope because of the promises of Jesus, the way that he loves us. And it's in those moments that you see firsthand just how true it is that the compassion of Jesus, it comforts my pain. I love what it says in Psalm 23. This is a, a chapter that is often read at funerals and at graveside services and read precisely because of the hope that it provides, the realization that with the compassion that Jesus has for us, he comforts our pain. Listen to these words from Psalm 23 when David writes, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup, it overflows. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What an amazing psalm that captures the compassion of Jesus that brings me hope, that comforts my pain, and keeps me connected with him. All of these things tie together when you realize that the compassion of Jesus, it deeply cares for my need. It comforts my pain. It connects me to him. 
there's something about compassion that just changes everything. I don't know if you've experienced a moment where someone has shown you compassion. Uh, I have a moment that stands out very distinctly in my story. The truth of the matter is it was my senior year of high school. It was prom season, all right? I'm dressed up in my tux. Dana, who is my high school sweetheart, is dressed and ready to go. We are all looking good. A friend of the family has allowed me to borrow his bright red Trans Am for the special night. We're having a great time. We've gone out to dinner with friends. We're having a great time heading back to the school when I stopped at a stoplight and I leaned over and in my tux, I offered a kiss to my girlfriend. And at that time, she leaned over and kissed me. And there was just a jolt of passion. No, actually, that jolt was me letting my foot a little bit off the brake of this powerful Trans Am, which had a lot more horsepower than my Nissan Sentra that I drove at the time. That was me lifting my foot a little bit off the brake. And as I kissed my girlfriend, that was me rear-ending the car in front of me. It was a terrible, terrible moment. Everything fell off the rails. I thought my night was over. It was a disaster. This unbelievable older gentleman, got out of the car in front of me, looked at the little ding I'd put in his chrome bumper. It was there. I had done some damage. He saw the situation that I was in, dressed up, ready to go. And he said, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Have a great night. Do you have any idea what a relief that is when you think you've ruined everything? I'm wondering, did I damage this guy's car? Have I damaged the car that I borrowed? Is my night over? Is this forever ruined? And yet it was that moment of compassion they got me completely off the hook. It was an act of kindness that changed everything. And in the grand scope of things, would you just pause and consider the compassion and the kindness that Jesus has shown you? The compassion and the kindness that Jesus has shown me. And he loves you so much. God shows us his love and that while we are still sinners, while we are, while we are far from him, Christ came to planet earth and, and died for us. He shows us the greatest level of love and mercy and grace that we could ever hope to experience. And it's this kind of compassion, it's this kind of kindness that changes everything. Jesus exemplified this in his life over and over again. And this is one of those moments that captures the beauty of how a moment of compassion, a moment of me fully engaging in the mission of Jesus, truly can change the lives of the people that we encounter. Here's, here's what happens when we don't fully engage with that mission. When you're focused on the compassion of Jesus, you're able to care for the needs of others, just like he cares for your needs. You're able to comfort other people's pain, just like Jesus comforts your pain. You're able to connect other people with Jesus, just like his compassion connects us with him. But when we don't have this compassion, when we become apathetic to the things of God and, and are not fully engaged in the mission that he is focused on, we miss out. And this couldn't be illustrated more clearly than within this story in Luke 13. It says directly after this, she's praising God for this miracle that has been performed. It says, the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. He said, there are six days of the week for working. Come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath. I mean, this is extraordinary, right? Like, how do you miss this? Jesus just healed this woman. It's a miraculous and sacred moment. Everyone is rejoicing. They're praising God. And this guy misses everything. He's saying, you know, miracles only happen from 9 a.m. to 5, 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Come back then. I mean, he's missing everything. And when you become apathetic, to the things of God, when you allow your heart to be numb to the Holy Spirit speaking to you and moving you in your life, you guys, that's a dangerous place to live. Because when you become, uh, when, you, when you succumb to apathy in your life, 
Here's what happens. You begin ignoring the needs of others. You don't look at other people through the eyes of Jesus. You don't remember that Jesus has shown compassion for you, and that's how I should live my life, showing the same compassion and kindness to the people he's placed in my life. No, I'm suddenly ignoring the needs of others. When I become filled with apathy, I become indifferent to the pain of others. I just don't care. I'm too focused on myself. I'm focused on my own needs. I'm completely disengaged with the mission of Jesus. Finally, when you realize that you're, you're filled with apathy, you have isolated others from God instead of connecting them with God. We do so much damage when we acknowledge Jesus with our lips but deny him with our lifestyle. We push people away when we claim to have experienced and encountered this compassion and love of Jesus but don't share that compassion ourselves. You guys, there are people desperate in our lives for an act of kindness. There are people who are hurting and filled with pain. There's a ministry here at Crossroads that I absolutely love. It's called Celebrate Recovery. It is focused on helping people navigate their hurts, their habits, and their hang-ups. And the truth is, we all have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And Celebrate Recovery right now is a ministry I think that is more necessary than ever because there are people who are desperate for compassion, desperate for kindness, people whose lives have been, been given over to their addictions and are struggling. Right now, because of coronavirus, we're seeing all kinds of increases in our culture, in our society, in our community uh, with drug overdose right now. It's startling how high the percentages have grown in these last few months because of everyone being stuck at home and just isolated from everyone else around them. And right now, Celebrate Recovery is making a difference. I want to just encourage you today, if you are hurting, if you are struggling, or if you know someone who is struggling who could just benefit from some compassion, some kindness, some people who are willing to invest and help them overcome their hurts, habits, and hang-ups. I want to encourage you today. Celebrate Recovery is a critical and key ministry here at Crossroads. It takes place every Tuesday at our Goshen campus, and it takes place every Thursday in Mishawaka at the Battelle Center and in downtown Elkhart at the Tolson Center. This is a ministry that is changing lives, and I just want to challenge you today if you're hurting you're dealing with hurts, habits, or hang-ups, if you're desperate for an act of compassion, someone who will help you navigate this journey of life and walk with you with that same kindness and compassion that Jesus has, I want you to know we're here for you. Join us at Celebrate Recovery, and let's all draw closer to Jesus and get victory in our lives over the things that we're struggling with. See, that's what Jesus was all about. That was his mission on planet Earth, to help seek and save that which was lost. And when we don't engage when we fail to look at the people around us with this same level of compassion that Jesus has shown us, you guys, we miss out on what it is that we were created for. We miss out on the things that we were created to do because we have become numb to the things of God. I gotta be honest, when it comes to dental work, and follow me on this now, dental work, you're like, what are you talking about, Tim? When it comes to dental work, being numb is a good thing, all right? I had to take one of my kids to get a phrenectomy done. Quick lesson, phrenectomy takes away uh, your frenulum. I believe that's what it's called. That's the scientific word. A little piece of skin between your lip and your front teeth. And if that's too tight, it pulls your gums down. You can lose a tooth eventually. So when the, when the dentist says, go get a phrenectomy, you take your kid over there and you just do it and it costs a bunch of money and it's great. It's just, it's happy times, right? Happy days. Well, I'm sitting there at the, at the doctor's office. We're getting ready for the phrenectomy. They tell me what they're going to do. They're doing it with a laser. It's a pretty amazing little procedure. It takes like three minutes. It's amazing. But I mean, they're, they're, 
you know, they're snipping a piece of his mouth. So what they do is they numb him up. They put the little numbing cream on there. And then something that was a, sur- a surprise for both of us was they had to give him a shot, right? It's like, oh, whoa, 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 what's happening right now? But because of the numbing cream, you can't feel the shot. Because of the shot, you can't feel the laser. It's an amazing procedure. Everybody's happy. There's no problems. I mean, you, you think about that experience versus when I was back in high school and had to have my top two wisdom teeth removed. They were just shooting me up in the roof of my mouth with four shots, no numbing cream, pulling teeth when I could still feel it. It was a terrible experience for me. Those were the good old days, right? No. Being numb is awesome when you're at the dentist. But here's the thing. Being numb is absolutely, completely destructive when it comes to your spiritual life. Because if you are apathetic to the things of God, if you are numb to the voice of the Holy Spirit, if you're not able to look around you at people with with the lens of compassion and kindness and the same love that God has shown you, and you're missing out on what you were created for. I think of people in the Bible like Pharaoh in the Old Testament when Moses was challenged to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. It said over and over again that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. He was apathetic to what God was doing. He did not care. All the plagues, all the signs and wonders that God sent, he had hardened his heart to the things of God. He was numb. Think about Jonah when he is sent as the prophet of God to save Nineveh. They turn from their wicked ways and God saves them. Jonah is so jaded, he's so numb that he's actually rooting for God to destroy these people. He's actually upset when God shows compassion. I think about all the different ways that the Pharisees, when when Jesus was walking on planet earth, all the ways that they missed what Jesus was doing because they were apathetic to the things of God. Don't let yourself fall into that category. Don't let yourself become numb to the things of God because you will miss out on the very thing you were created for. See, Jesus came here with a mission. He came here to seek and to save that which was lost. And if you're going to fulfill that mission in your life, you have to be looking at the people that God has placed in your circle of influence, the people that you run into on a daily basis. You have to look at those people through that lens of compassion and kindness and love. Jesus had something to say about this encounter with this Pharisee. After this guy stepped up and said, hey, healing hours are Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 5 p.m. Jesus had something to say about that. This is what he said. You hypocrites. Each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things he did. And I love that. Jesus wasn't going to back down. He was calling it out. He's saying, listen, you got to stop being critical. you got to start showing some compassion. Because if you're critical, if all you're doing is focusing on everybody else, all the problems, all the reasons why they're having problems, and just belittling them and judging them instead of showing compassion, you're going to miss out on what you were created for. Being compassionate, being like Jesus in this way, it keeps us focused and engaged on his mission. It helps us connect more people with him. So I want to challenge you today with this final question. Do people see the compassion of Jesus in you? Are you exhibiting this compassion and this kindness and this love in your life? And I want to ask you one follow-up question now. Is there someone in your life who is desperate for an act of kindness? Because you have the opportunity right now to be the hands and feet of Jesus 
you have the opportunity to be a light that shines in the darkness. You have an opportunity to connect them with the hope that we have in Jesus. And so I want to challenge you today. Be that light. Follow this example that Jesus has given us and live your life filled with compassion and kindness because that will keep you focused on the mission that he created you for and you will find yourself connecting people to him and being part of his story. I want to close today by just saying this. You might be here and you might be very intrigued by the hope that we have in Jesus. You might be here and the Holy Spirit is talking to you. You can sense that in your spirit. I want to challenge you don't disregard that voice. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, if you are feeling like you need to say yes to Jesus, then in this moment, I want to challenge you to respond and know the truth, the reality that Jesus loves you. He loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. He loves you so much that while you were still sinning, while you were still his enemy, he died for you. And the promise in scripture in Romans 10, 9 that says if we, if we confess with our mouth, Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, I need you. If you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will have a firm hope in Jesus. I want to, and just want to encourage you today. He cares about your needs. He's here to comfort your pain. He is here to connect with you. So draw close to him in this moment. He will draw close to you. He will use you. You will be part of his story, and you will be part of that process that connects people to him. This is where life is lived to the fullest. I just encourage you to join in on that life and live a life that is filled with compassion and kindness today. Jesus, we love you today. And we just pause and say thank you for the compassion and the kindness that you have shown each and every one of us. You have given us a gift that we simply don't deserve. You have given us a gift in our salvation and in the hope that we have in you that we could never earn. And so Jesus, it is because of your kindness, it is because of your compassion that we just lift your name up today and we just say thank you. We praise you because you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. There is no one like you. And so we praise you today. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.